Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to The Straight Shooting View Everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View now, there have been some recent, potentially very, very big movements and shakings in football um, recently. And where I'm going to go with this is an independent regulator. Now, it's been it's been reported um, that there could be an independent regulation regulatory body set up for football in this country and I for one am a fan of it but you know what before we delve in deep I just want to read some of the details read some of the details for you um, English football needs an independent regulator to stop it from lurching from crisis to crisis um, says the chair of a fan led review into the sport into football former sports minister Tracy Crouch is calling on the government to create a new independent regulator for English football IREF would be the acronym independent regulator um, the review says this is necessary for the long term financial stability of the men's professional game there's a huge opportunity for football Crouch told BBC Sport um, BBC we've seen um, football lurching from crisis to crisis over the past decade and unfortunately we haven't had the right levels of regulation in place to stop that from happening now it's understood that Downing Street will support the plan. That was at that time, which was the 25th of November 2021. Um, the review, which was commissioned by the government, also recommends Premier League clubs paying the solidarity transfer levy to further support the football pyramid. Um, this basically came all from the fallout to the European Super League and all of that thing. And um, Oliver Dowden was calling for an independent review so that's how this kind of all came about um, but the review proposes new owners and directors tests and that these are carried out by the IREF instead of the Premier League did a lot of controversy involving Newcastle recently and yeah the fit and proper persons test which is not fit and proper for purpose in my opinion and this is not a new opinion. Pitch Talk meets Matt Hodgson. One of the extras, um, one of the extra footage um, clips, we actually talk about the fit and proper persons test. And um, director and producer of the of QPR, the four-year plan documentary, Matt Hodgson mentions that, yeah, nobody's ever failed it. And that was in 2012 when leads were being run by Massimo Cellino. Enough said. But I digress. But um, it suggests clubs also should have a shadow board of fans that they are properly consulted on key decisions and that supporters hold a golden share to protect their club's heritage and which competitions they play in. The review also proposes, um, yeah, that as well. So 
Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. But Crouch, Tracy Croucher says she is absolutely confident that such measures would stop any revival of the failed European Super League or similar breakaway competition and would prevent a club going bust in the manner that Barry FC did in 2019. More on that a bit later. Um, she's extremely um, optimistic that the government will support the idea of an independent regulator, but said legislation will not be in place by the start of next season. Um, however, she said a shadow, shadow regulator could be set up straight away to establish guiding principles for the IREF. Now, the 10 major points that are being recommended um, are the government should create a new independent regulator um, for English football, the IREF. The IREF should oversee financial regulation in football. Um, the IREF should establish new owners and directors tests, as mentioned. A new corporate governance code should be set up. Equality, diversity and inclusion plans should be mandatory for all clubs. Supporters should be consulted on all key off-field decisions through a shadow board. Key items of club heritage should be protected by a golden share for fans, as mentioned. There should be more support from the Premier League to the Pyramid for a solidarity transfer levy paid by Premier League clubs on buying players from overseas or other top-flight clubs. Women's football should be treated equally and given its own review. It's a critical one there too. And also stakeholders should work to increase the protection of welfare of players leaving the game. So aftercare as well. A number of interesting points in there as well. Um, and as mentioned with the Newcastle, with the Newcastle being issued um, their takeover by a Saudi consortium and Amnesty International over, over the years have called into question human right human rights records over in that neck of the woods to do with Qatar and Saudi Arabia. There's a pitch talk special feature about Amnesty International and human rights. Um, no, pitch talk push point where we delve deep into Amnesty International's report from 2015. So check that out on youtube.com forward slash pitch talk. And also, I vlogged about this earlier in the year as well, referring back to that Amnesty International report, which they also did one recently as well. But you know what? Yeah, moving on, moving on in regards to that point, because there is a lot more to be um, discussed. Independent, um, the creation of an independent regulator for English football has been endorsed in principle by the government. Uh, the idea is the primary recommendation of a fan-led review of football governance which has been welcomed by Culture Secretary Nadine Doris. Um, in a ministerial statement, she said government will work on a substantive response to be presented next spring. So more on that coming. We are at a turning point for football in this country, she said. Football requires a strong independent regulator to secure the future of our national game. Um, the government will now work at pace to determine the most effective way to deliver an independent regulator and any powers that might be needed. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily call into question certain ironies there but continuing on because the Premier League um, Premier League Chief Richard Masters has told the BBC um, that the league supports in, supports the principle of an independent regulator but warned we need to be careful of unintended consequences yeah so the government have backed it but it's a key part of the recommendation government backed and to push back would be wrong said masters richard masters in his first public comments on the plan the premier league had previously objected to an independent regulator that's a key right there but significantly has now changed position we are open to an independent regulator and we want to discuss details with the government going forward 
um, said that Richard Masters, we have to be careful not to damage the Premier League and English football. We agree with the thrust, but there are some pretty radical proposals there that need to be thought about. He added, what we need to be careful of is unintended consequences. It is a seismic change in the way football is going to be governed, but we need to make sure we preserve some of the good things, the great successes and strengths of English football, which are driven off external investment and the ability of clubs to compete on the pitch. Um, these reforms need to preserve all of that. Now, Masters has said... Um, well, some... Actually, um, coming back to Trace Crowds quickly, some clubs have already... Um, sorry, coming back to the recommendations. Um, the, the report, of course, made 47, which I'll just summarise 10 of them, um, including clubs having the shadow board affairs, so they're probably consulted. Um, there's lots in the review, and the devil is in the details, said Masters, giving fans a greater voice and allowing them to have a big say, bigger say in some of those important heritage issues that Tracy Crouch has identified as important. We shouldn't resist that. Um, in fact, some of our clubs have already adopted what I would describe as shadow boards. Um, Norwich, Norwich City um, have brought forward to change their crest. Um, they did so in huge consultation with their support base. So I think these sorts of things can work as long as they're carefully described in the final policies. Devil is in the detail. That's a fair comment. Um, Masters has said um, Crouch's controversial recommendation of Premier League transfer levy to raise more funds for the rest of the game was too radical. I'm going to come back to that one. Um... There is already a levy of 4% on domestic transfers, 5% for international, for player, um, for player welfare and youth development across the pyramid. 10% on top of that is too radical, Masters added. Will it have an impact on the Premier League and Championship's ability to secure the best talent and put on the best show to keep this virtuous circle going? Masters also said the Football League's request of 25% of all pooled broadcast revenue and uplift of some £400 million pounds, um, would be a disaster. Uh, value has to be retained where it is generated, otherwise that value can't be generated. Premier League clubs have to be able to attract the best players, talent and managers and create that incredible competitiveness. Now, let's go, let's delve deep into this. You know what? First and foremost, these recommendations about a new independent regulator, IREF, I am all for it. I am all for it. I've always, I have always believed that Football, it can't govern itself. And it's shown that it can't govern itself. Look at how FIFA and UEFA have run roughshod. Look at the Platini and Blatter, that scandal. Football can't run itself. It really can't. Look at how many cases of things go to the court of arbitration for sport. Football can't run itself. It really can't. Because corruption is just so ingrained in the game. So you can't have, like, like we've said about the FIFA corruption scandal, and like we said back in, way back in late 2010, early 2011, when the World Cup was, Cups were awarded two at the same time, to Russia and Qatar respectively, and we called for Interpol to investigate that even back then. And we talked about the about FIFA's Council of Wisdom and the Ethics Council that they brought up. But it's like, it was friends investigating friends, and you can't have that. You have to have an independent regulator. The police have an independent regulator, the IPCC. So as well, then was you can't have these entities with so much power governing themselves. Because you look at football governance in this country. The FA is supposed to be the guardians of the game. But Martin Glenn, as soon as Sam Allardyce was sacked, was like, oh, we need to be seen to be applying the rules evenly and consistently. And it's like, no... 
It's like, no, see, even the FA can't govern properly. Because look, also as well, look at their their record in terms of racism and discrimination. <laughs> you look at the FA Council. So it's clear they can't govern stuff either. And the Premier League governing football, well, no. That's a recipe for disaster and has been for and has been for nearly 30 years now. It'll be 30 years next year. It's been a, it's been and will always be a recipe for disaster because guess what? The Premier League is only looking out for its own interests and only ever has done that. Look at the 5.136 billion pound TV deal from from about 3 or 4 years ago. We discussed this on pitch talk shows at length, but only 260 million of that was being filtered down to grassroots football, and even that 260 million was broken out over 3 years. So for Richard Masters to come out and say Oh, we've already got a 4% levy on domestic transfers and 5% for international and another 10%, which would only bring that up to 14 slash 15 respectively, percent. It's one of them ones where like, he, said, he was saying, oh, um, oh, that is too radical. Dude, no. When you're making, but let me, let me put it, let me put it this way. 10% of 5 billion is 500 million. Let's just put this into perspective right now. Manchester City spent one-fifth of that on one player this past, co this past close season. Just think about that, just for perspective's sake. Just think about that. 500 million and one club spent a fifth of that on one player. And Richard Masters is saying that using that to raise more funds for the rest of the game is too radical. But previously he was like, oh, I'm all for an independent regulator. Da, da, da. It's like the dude is talking out of both sides of his neck. And this is what ticks me off about the, about the top level of the game. As you know, I'm a grassroots volunteer. I'm the referee secretary for Ibis Eagles AFC and a player for the fourth team. I love grassroots football and it's heartbreaking to see the amount of plundering that goes on in regards to grassroots football. Facilities are always at the top of the list as to what needs to be improved, but if the money's not there in the game, how can you improve facilities? It's not a Chinese riddle. That's not a rhetorical question either. <laughs> so it's one of them where it's just like, Richard Masters running the Premier League and coming out like that, it's like, you're no better than Richard Scudamore trying to get that 39th game. All you're thinking about is the Premier League's interest. You're self-serving. And a lot of and these top clubs are ran like businesses. And businesses at their heart and core, especially at the top level, are very self-serving. Just look at retail as a sector. Look at Amazon. Look at Sainsbury's self-serving businesses who try and make out like they care about their employees and football players are employees as I've said on a recent uh, on the recent um, episode of the straight shooting view but they really don't care look how high the turnover is it's like oh well if, well, if you don't want to do it we'll just get someone else to football's very much like that which is where which is where you know what yeah in term in terms of um, in terms of aftercare and some of the money, some of the money going towards that, I'm all for that. 
in terms of one of the recommendations that was made um, from the fan-led review, it's a case of, yeah, like aftercare is critical. There are so many players who leave the game either early because of an injury or something like that, and they get lost. There is very little, if any, aftercare. Some, like if you make it to the Premier League, yeah, you got a nice cushy job as a pundit. But what about those in League One, League Two, even the Championship, who there's not space for everybody to be pundits. There's not, there's not the room for it. So what about those who can't do that? What about those who might not be able to make that money off the after dinner speaking and speaking circuits? So what about the aftercare there? And I like the fact that it's been recommended in this review, that aftercare. Also, women's football being like having its own regulator, I'm totally happy with that. Because at the end of the day, when the when it was said that the Premier League were going to take over running the running the WSL, I was like, oh no, 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 please don't. Because I've always feared that the same mistakes made and the same corruption in the men's game will filter into the women's game as well. And I really don't want that. Really don't want that because the women's game is a growing game and it doesn't deserve that. If you do that in the embryonic growing stages of something, you're going to ruin it forever. Because the men's game has been ruined forever in all honesty. It's a business. It's not about the sport. It's a business. And I, I don't like that. But you know what, yeah? The Football League's request for 25% of all pooled broadcast revenue, which would be an uplift of 400 million. Richard Masters saying that's a disaster. You greedy SOB. The 5 billion plus TV deal recently got renewed at the same price. And that's bearing in mind the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic and everything. Renewed at the same price. So 400 million, that obviously wouldn't even be 400 million every year. And you're saying, Richard Masters has said that that's a disaster. And it's like, Christ almighty. This is the kind of greed. This is why you need an independent regulator. Because you need an independent regulator to kick someone like Richard Masters up the arse and say, no, it wouldn't be a disaster. It can be done. Stop being greedy. You've been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy. Let's keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. To quote DMX, may DMX rest in peace. Because it's one of them ones, it's one of them ones where it's like, this greed cannot last forever. Because the game will start, to, will start to collapse inwards on itself. And look at how worried certain Premier League clubs were when the, when the pandemic hit. And they, saw, they started seeing, oh, we're going to lose 150 million. Oh, football stopped for four months. We lost 150 plus million. Da, da, da. Look at how worried some clubs got with that. And they, started trying, and they started trying to go for the furlough scheme fee. Hey, I'm a Liverpool supporter. My club did it. Tottenham did it. Unapologetically, by the way. And <laughs> they never reversed their decision. Arsenal really laid off a bunch of people. But Richard Masters say it would but but a 25% uplift in terms of giving pooled broadcast revenue to um what's it to the rest of the pyramid, which would be worth 400 million that you can spread um, further down to the EFL, to the National League, that would supposedly be a disaster. Because these top-level clubs not only are greedy, but most of them are not run properly. You look at Manchester City, 
They're run on their owner's money. Chelsea, same gimmick. Man United being strip mined by the Glazers. That's a, that's a different story in and of itself. But the owners and directors test, mentioning the Glazers, who has ever failed the fit and proper persons test? Taxing Shinawatra got done, got indicted on corruption charges. Never failed the fit and proper persons test. Carson Young, done on money laundering. Never failed the fit and proper persons test. Massimo Cellino, two-time, two-time convicted fraudster. Never failed the fit and proper persons test. This clown show at Portsmouth at one point, where they were changing, where like they were changing owners more than most people change their underwear. <laughs> With that uh, Milan Mandarich, what's it? Bjorn Gadamak, among others, when they were getting passed around more than chlamydia at a teenage party. No one failed that fit and proper persons test. Bolton Wanderers, Berry. And it's like Derby County. Nobody's failing these fit and proper persons tests. So that needs changing as well. And I'm glad that that is in the recommendations. Owners and directors test. You're going to sell these who have just taken over at Newcastle. They're abysmal human rights records. How can you sanction a transfer with that in the background? It's like, no. As I said, there's an irony to government endorsing this, considering... Boris and his cronies, but I'm not getting into that. This is not a political podcast. The Straight Shooting Rants, my other podcast, is about that. But the fact of the matter is football governance needs a complete overhaul. Like I said a few months ago when um, Oliver Dowden said, said about, oh yeah, we need to look into this. Yeah, you do need to look into it. But not only look into it, it needs to get done. And done sharpish. Because you can't have these clubs running roughshod anymore. You can't have it. And the pandemic showed how many clubs are foundations built on sand and how many clubs have not ran well. And before the pandemic, some of us were saying it, that these clubs have not run well. They really aren't. But Richard Masters, to me, he's the kind of person, he's the one whose attitude you need to change and he's why you need an independent regulator because if someone like him is saying a 400 million uplift is, is a disaster questions need to be asked about that if he's saying oh putting 10% um, putting what's it 10% on top on top of the money um, from um, the levy of um, domestic transfers putting 10% on top of 4 slash 5% so that that can be used for player welfare and youth development across the footballing pyramid. For him to be saying that's too radical, you need an independent con um, regulator to say, no, Richard, shut up. Shut your face. You're not in charge of this. Then we are an independent entity and we say that this needs to happen because it's not just about your business in the Premier League. Mr. Masters, it's about the business. It's about all of football, not just the top 20 sides. And you know what? And these, these recommendations, I, I, I mean, I said there's 47 specifically, but I went, I went over 10. Key items of club heritage being held. Yeah, yeah. You can't sell out everything of a club. And then it has no values and it's just a business like anything else. Football's a national pastime. 
It's the national game. We need to protect that. But we need to protect all levels, not just the top. Yeah, the top is the, is the biggest moneymaker. Yes, we need to protect certain aspects of that. But you can't be protecting that at the cost of everybody else. So, I mean, it's just one of them where it's like, uh, it, it is frustrating because there are certain things like women's football, the protection and, and welfare of players leaving the game, whether they be young or young, whether they be older. These are important things that need to be reformed and football needs to do better. You look at stuff like concussion and head injuries. Football needs to do better. American football is doing better. US football in that regard is actually doing better. We need to do better in this country just generally. I mean, financial regulation. Stuff like financial fair play and clubs living within their means. Not having some billionaire throwing money and then cooking the books. And basically manipulating, oh yeah, we oh the club made this in sponsorship, and then you find out that it's the owners, it's the owners' bloody business, and they're just funneling money. They're basically laundering money. Financial doping. As much as I don't like Javier Tabas, because he's a hypocrite. It's one of them ones, it's true. Financial doping is happening. It's like you see the Qatari Sheikhs doing that at PSG, doing that at Man City, because they ain't making that sort of revenue to be spending 100, 120, 200 million on an individual player. They ain't making that back. Oh, I mean, equality, diversity, and inclusion plans should be mandatory for all clubs. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. It definitely should be mandatory. Because again, there is issues of representation. Whether it be South Asian, whether it be black and minority ethnic in general, there is an underrepresentation. That needs to be addressed. And not by a Rooney rule, because all that does is just, oh yeah, we'll guarantee you an interview. But all you're getting is an interview. Yeah, you may not get a fair shake at that interview, but at least they can turn around and say you had an interview. It's like, no. There needs to be tangible change in the game, and it needs to happen not today, not tomorrow, but right now. And Richard Masters, you need to think about your next move, son. You really do. Because your selfishness and your greed, yeah, you've learned that off Richard Scudamore. You've learned well from him. I've got to give you that. At least you ain't pitching a 39th game. But the fact of the matter is, this greed can't go on. You can't keep plundering resources. You can't keep obliterating and cutting budgets. And being selfish to grassroots level, to National League level, to the championship, to the EFL. You can't keep doing that because at, because eventually it's going to be, where are you getting your players from? You can't do, you can't keep doing that. So it's one, it's one of them ones where it's just like, things really do need to be a lot more equitable. And I think these, and I think these recommendations of this of this review I think could be crucial in doing that but it is one of them where it needs to be it needs to be done and it needs to be done right so that's that's my thing about it it needs to be done and done right because otherwise it's going to be one of them ones it's just going to be yet another thing yet another missed opportunity and we and one of the things that and one of the things as well is that we don't want 
another breakaway Super League. Because all that does is just cause it's just cause animosity. And also as well, it shows the greed in the game. And this is and I said this is what football needs to realise that this greed is not sustainable. These clubs these clubs being ran in the way they are is just not sustainable. And fans love the clubs. Let the fans get more involved. You've got to, because the fans are the ones who care about the clubs, not just the money. But hey, what do I know, eh? I'm just a straight shooting one, what do I know? <laughs> I want to know what you know. I want to know what you think. What do you think about this fan-led review into football and governance? Does football need an independent regulatory body to govern the game? Does it need it? If it does, why does it need it? I believe it does for the, um, the myriad of reasons I've just discussed with you. Comment section is below. I'd like to know. Remember, www.pitch-talk.com is our official website. You can catch our videos there, vlogs, podcasts, and much, much more. You can catch the RSS feed and you can actually listen to our podcast via our website. You can also catch our podcast on Verbal at, at GetVerbal, G-E-T-V-U-R-B-L. Give them a tweet. Let them know we sent you. We are Verbal Ambassadors and proud to be so. Verbal.com, we are on there. Pitch Talk Podcast is on there. YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk is where you can find our videos, including special feature segments, our cup final segments, Pitch Talk meets interviews, and much, much more. Much, much more footballing content. Also, Twitter.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Tweet with us, follow us at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create. We're on Reddit, at Pitch Talk on Reddit. We're at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well, where you can find images and also um, vlog previews and much, much more there as well. I have been Straight Shooting LJA, and until next time, thank you very much for joining me on the Straight Shooting View. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website www.pitch-talk.com.